This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing. But rest assured, you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, Matt Elliott here. Hi, Alan Smith here. Hey guys, Ian Hume here. Hi everybody, Jerry Taggart here. Be sure to watch Chris and Leicester Till I Die TV for all the latest Leicester City news and information. You can also subscribe on YouTube and various social media channels for the latest updates and news on Leicester City Football Club. Come on, you foxes! You should be um, <laughs> beating Watford. We had a really bad feeling because the last team that were holders to go out in the third round, as you may have heard me say, were Arsenal. And I did not want to repeat that at all. I did not want to particularly take that record off Arsenal. Um, and guess what? We didn't. We did not. So uh, we're through. We started the defence of our FA Cup. Well and truly good. 
We're going to be looking back at the games this weekend, but this is Leicester Till I Die TV, and you can watch us on YouTube, um, Leicester Till I Die TV. Like I say, please subscribe. It helps the channel. And if you are listening also in catch-up on podcast form, Spotify, Apple iTunes, your favourite podcast platform, this is where you... <laughs> On your favourite podcast platform, or ask your smart speaker to play the podcast Lester Till I Die. Subscribe, like, follow, and join in now. Oh, indeed. Um, good uh, evening to Rennie. How the devil are you? And um, it's an East Midlands derby for round four. It is. And you know what? I bet there's a, probably a generation out there that. Don't know what an East Midlands to hobby is like. Um, let's just hope we don't cock it up. We could not live with that good way. But what a performance by the young lads. I tell you what, they've put a few of um, them first teams to shame. Come in, number 27. Your time is up. Please, please just come in. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the main event of the evening. 60 minutes of football fun and banter with Chris and Lester Till I Die TV. Are you ready? Ready? Let's get I think I got the number right then. Somebody will tell me off if I haven't. But anyway... It is um, the show now. We've got Julian on this one. We used to do it on a Tuesday. We're going to be doing this now um, once a month on a Wednesday. We're going to be looking back on a Wednesday, on a Monday. I don't know what day of the week it is. I'm not excited. It was winning. Um, we're going to be looking back at the weekend's games. And there's a few to go through, so we're going to sort of run through them. But let's bring him in and say Happy New Year and hello to Julian. Happy New Year, Chris. Are you all right? I'm not very bad. How are you? Yeah, very good, mate. Very good. You let you let me down on one though on your recommendation. I thought Rotherham were going to win this. I've been playing <laughs> well, he said, and it's a good job we didn't put a put a bet on it. <laughs> <laughs> That'd have been fifty p wasted. <laughs> yeah, I can't afford fifty p. I tell you what, it was close. We'll, we'll come on to the game obviously in a bit, but uh, it, it did run them um, run them close. Uh, eight years says Renee since uh, we last had a Midlands derby. And it's your birthday in 10 more days. So happy birthday to you. If you need a kiss a gram, not Julian, obviously, that would be totally wrong. But uh, I'll see what I can do for you. Um, and let us go in. So this is what we're going to be doing. Um, wonders of modern technology here. Um, we're going to have a look at the FA Cup third round review and, and a quick look at the fourth round as well. Can you believe, Julian, it's come round so quickly? I know, I know. It's, it sort of seems after the funny sort of state of last season and then obviously we, we get up and running and here it is again and we're well back into it. Great result and performance on, on Saturday and then obviously looking forward to that massive one in the next round. Yes, yes, indeed. Um, but don't worry, because I've, I've, I've had a lot of people, I've been sort of promoting this on, on Twitter, a lot of people have been saying like, "Oh, we're not we're not going to miss our favourite part of the show with Julian, are we?" Of course you're not. 
<laughs> I could not deny his fans the pleasure of the top totty moment. I remember that centerfold well. Yeah, I think I had an Aaron <laughs> sweater on. Yeah. Where did you where did you place your ball of wool? That's what I want to know. Strategically. Yeah, I hope we didn't have those pins in, you know, the needles with it. <laughs> Fabulous nits. I don't know, I don't know whether that's a good name or not, but you know, we couldn't let that slide. We couldn't that that will always be with us. Um okay. Oh, is it, is it Villa one United one now? United were one the lot when his big says it's one all. But anyway, yes, it is. Here's the games. We're going to say battle through them and obviously stick on you know a couple of the main ones. I mean, the first one there, Friday night, Swindon, Man City, pretty much what we expected, I think, wasn't it? It was. It was nice that Swindon scored and, you know, you could see when they did score, they celebrated like they'd won the game. And, you know, I suppose it's a, a big, big thing for them. So it'd be great for them to see, you know, Man City put a really strong team out, you know, down mm -hmm. at their place. Uh, then to get a goal as well. I, I mean, the, the results, obviously, as expected, there are banana skins here and there, but you wouldn't expect that uh, from Man City at this stage. So it was a good game to watch. Like I say, they would have enjoyed the night despite the results in the fact that, you know, they put a good show of themselves on and, and managed to nick a goal as well. And it was a very, very well taken goal. And I managed to predict that one as well. <laughs> that, wasn't, <laughs> that wasn't the hardest one to predict. Um, but Bournemouth against Yeovil. Um, I, I'm, well, I, I actually went... <laughs> I actually went for Yeovil here. Just shows what I know. But I thought I'll bomb the top of the, you know, championship. They don't want to concentrate on getting promotion. But no, nope, they went and they uh, again avoided the banana skin. Yeah, I think it's it's nice at the moment. Even in the League Cup, you know, teams seem to be playing, you know, stronger teams and wanting to get through. Obviously, you've got your Man Cities who can afford to, you know, bring a few more on when they when they when they have to. But you can yeah. see that, you know, in both competitions now, it seems like the results really paramount as we've been used to, you know, probably maybe 10 years ago or so, where, uh, you know, that especially the League Cup became a bit of a Mickey Mouse Cup because it was basically mm -hmm. the second string and, you know, played all the way through and uh, became a bit demeaning. But uh, like I say, it's, it's great to see that a lot of the top clubs had the strongest teams out, perhaps except for Newcastle, but we'll discuss that later. Yes. yes. <laughs> I mean, do you think... The fact that we won it last season gives these other clubs look at that and go, you know what? Because <laughs> it doesn't happen very often. Like, you know, Wigan did it before us and then there was there's probably us that caused the next upset. But teams must look to that and think, well, if Leicester can do it. Yeah, and I think there is, going back to when, you know, they didn't play the, the strongest team, it would be about they were concentrating on the league position and, you know, the league form was everything and, you know, whether they're staving off relegation or, or fighting middle of the table, whatever it was. But now mm -hmm. I think they do look at that and think, you know, the fans deserve a bit of something back from the club and they need to go out and put the strongest teams out, which they have been doing in, in, in these cup competitions. And like mm -hmm. you say, anyone can win this cup. You can, you know, there's, there aren't many like all premiership ties in the next round, but the round after that, you know, the big teams can easily come a, a, across a, a strong tie, get knocked out. And all of a sudden you can see your path to the final you know, is a greater possibility than what you might have thought, you know, before it all kicked off. So, you know, it, it is winnable by anyone, Premier League, top of the championship, you know, depending on how results go. And yeah, they should really, you know, be trying to achieve that. You don't include Man United in the big team. <laughs> <laughs> um, a couple of um, Premier League teams that made hard work of it, Southampton and Everton. Um 
Southampton obviously Swansea City I went for well I went for a draw after 90 minutes which it was because it went to extra time so I got that one right um and then there was Hull against Everton um and I, <laughs> I, I went well I went for Hull because I thought Everton were just so bad but it, again that they, 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 they were taken to extra time I, I personally thought they were both very difficult ties, to be honest with you, uh, mm. particularly, you know, this, for, for Southampton to go on. And, and Everton, again, on the back of the form that they've got at the moment, they had a, a very brief good start to the season, but it's been well documented that, you know, uh, Rafa might be under a little bit of pressure. The results mm. haven't gone great. I don't think they've got a, a massive amount to spend. So he, he's sort of having a tough time there. And I think to go to that, that would have been one they would have really feared, especially away from home. That would have been a really tricky one for them. And I think that was a draw, and not it? And it went to extra time. So, you know, yeah. they've made hard work of it. And, you know, pleased, because I really do like Rafa Benitez. So I'm I'm, I'm glad they came through in the end. Uh, and, you know, it's nice to see how far. And again, they could be one of those funny teams that you could see them uh, right at the end as it shakes up. I, I'm surprised with Rafa. And we've got Elton on sort of next week. That's Elton Wellsby, not Elton John. I can't afford Elton John. <laughs> Do you remember Elton Wellsby? You must remember Elton Wellsby. I don't know. No? Oh my no, God, sir. you're a spring chicken. I know, mate. <laughs> um, he's a big Everton fan. Uh, we talked to him about Rafa. And um, he was a, sorry, he was a TV presenter in the 80s, I should say that. Um, but I thought he was a good fit for Everton. It's just something's not clicking there, is it? I think he still could be. I think he's definitely one that they do need to give the time to. I think, again, we've seen the amount of money that was spent before his appointment. Yeah. And it's it's a very, very big number. And, you know, they've not really reaped the rewards of that. And then, you know, he comes in and has to start and spends literally, I think it was one point, you know, seven, five on Demari yeah. Gray. And that's all he spent. So, you know, he's probably not, you know, if, if the players in his squad aren't the ones that he would have really wanted, he really hasn't got that choice but to work with them. And it'll be interesting in the uh, transfer window just to see, you know, who they can bring in, what, mm -hmm. you know, what the number is that, they, you know, they can spend and, and what is allowed to do and not to do. So, and I do think, the, the well, it's quite plain that they do need uh, a couple of players, mm -hmm. you know, in key areas. They've got the problem uh, with the lad, Dina, you know, who's obviously leaving for, you know, some off the pitch. Yeah politics yeah. you know so um there's there's a few bits and bobs going off there they need you know they need to get some fresh faces in settle the ship and uh, and then I th you'd hope to think or you'd like to think that you might see more of Rafa about the team after the after the transfer window and you know it'd be great if they did give him like the opportunity rest of the season and, and at least going to next season having had you know uh, a season to build on because uh, he definitely you, needs it you've got to give managers managers don't get enough time do they no, they don't. You know, I mean, it's clubs like Watford, obviously. I, I can see Claudio, unfortunately, going soon. But yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but Chelsea. Um, well, they just did what they had to do against Chesterfield, didn't they? And it was again nice to see the Chesterfield lad celebrating when he scored. Yeah, it, it, it's a, it's a funny one that because Chesterfield, they've um, you know they'll have gone down there, mm. and the, the the game plan would be let's stay in the game as long as possible, and it, you know it just certainly went entirely on its head um, straight away and, you know, to be four down, you know, it could have been a horror show. It could have been double figures. It would have been a terrible day out for everybody. So it was yeah. nice that, you know, they sort of managed to, 
you know, keep it as it was. And like you say, you know, get the goal, uh, you know, fantastic. And there's a, got a nice little story about that. So one of my son's teammates mm. is at Chesterfield's Academy. Oh, and right. Chelsea invited their academy to go down and train. They mixed the teams up, trained with the Chelsea Academy, wow. did some, you know, did some training sessions, did some drills, mm. got looked after absolutely fantastically. And I've not heard of a club do that. So for Chelsea oh. to do that for the... And for the Chesterfield kids, you yeah. know, they're like all 14, 15 years old. They thought it was absolutely amazing. They bumped into some former players, you know, the coaches yeah. that they had. Uh, and they, they they looked after them and said Chelsea were absolutely mm. magnificent for what they did. I, I have not heard of that at all, but big up to Chelsea. Well, yeah, that was, that was a great gesture. Mm. It really was. Um, Plymouth, well, they beat Birmingham City. I mean, Dan, the, the Burnley fan, isn't, he wasn't happy <laughs> at the weekend, but I suppose his, his come of uh, comfort was the fact that Blackburn Rovers went out <laughs> to Wigan. Uh, and I, again, got that one wrong. I thought Blackburn I did. was a good run, yeah. Um, again, Brighton against West Brom. Another tight game, went to extra time again. Yeah, and, and again, you know, you know, West Brom are, are still, you know, doing ever so well in, in with the league form. And again, another one, you know, if I suppose if you look at it as as a Brighton, and you're looking at your Everton's, your Brighton's, your Southampton's, as we've just mentioned, teams that might fancy that if everything you know blows in the right direction for them, they might have a chance of winning it. And you'd be looking at that time thinking, you know, why did we get West Brom away? Couldn't we couldn't we got something a bit easier at home and you know just wanting to get the name in the hat for that next round. So that was a real tough one for them and, and all credit to them that the uh, that they came through at the end, a great result. Yeah. And the bottom one there, I think I said earlier, yeah, I mean, I'm not taking betting tips off you again. <laughs> <laughs> You've been extolling the virtues of Rotherham United to me all season. I, I stood there in the face of Dan and went, no, Rotherham are going to win this. I've got an inside source. But they, they took it. They took it to the death. Yeah, I mean, like I say, I've, I've watched them seven or eight times this season already and mm. they've, they've definitely, certainly got a very, very good 11 in the league that they're in. It's a real, real good, strong 11 and a, and a couple more that are in that mix, you know, on the bench. I mean, outside of that, I'm not quite sure. I'm not sure what kind of team they put out, but they've uh, they've, they've certainly performed this season as the league results and positions show. So, you know, again, it's one that QPR would have been, you know, would have been wanting probably maybe an easier tie, knowing it was going to be tough. And like you say, they, they pushed them all the way. So uh, it would have been on a knife edge, that one. Yeah, no. Well, they did, they did like I say, did well to get it to penalties. And then it's just, unfortunately, a lottery, isn't it? You yeah. Know, but, uh, uh, as, as we found out against Liverpool. Um, yeah, Brentford did what they had to do against Port Vale. Another one I got wrong here, Peterborough beating um, Nigel Pearson's Bristol Rovers. And then, of course, we've got this is, well, I say it was an upset, but I think we should we should award this. There's a couple of teams that are going to get this, but I think I think Newcastle should definitely get this. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean <laughs> you know, when I talked about Everton a few minutes ago, this was, you know, it was a have to win game for Newcastle. You know, I even mm -hmm. looked at the team sheet afterwards and thought, oh, I wonder if they, you know, messed around with it at all. And, you know, if they rested Trippier, but, you know, they seem to have a real strong team out. And, mm -hmm. you know, all eyes are on them because while they might have a bit of money to spend and they seem like they've got a recruitment plan for this month, 
you know, it's so easy not, you know, to, well, it's not easy actually to get out of the position they're in because there's that pressure week in, week out. And I think I've said on here before that, you know, every time you lose one and if a couple around you pick points up, it doesn't matter who you've brought in. It can be such a horrible place to be. And and this really was just, just compounded the woes that they've, they've got at the moment. You know, they've not really found much different form under Eddie Howe, who I am a massive fan on and fan of, and I hope he gets them out of it and, and goes on to prosper with the club. I think he's a fantastic yeah. fit for them. But that right now, that is a horrific result for Newcastle United. In there's nothing that you can sort of flip round and say, well, there's a positive here and there. It's an awful yeah. result. Yeah. It's, I mean, as a player, when, and I don't know sort of whether you've been in this position or not, but is the cup a, dis- a welcome distraction or a pain in the backside? You just want to concentrate on the league, do you think? No, I think we always relish cup games. I mean, the unfortunate mm. one that we had was when we were the League Cup holders and we went out away at Grimsby. I think Walsh mm. broke a few ribs. I was knocked unconscious. Yeah. We oh, didn't God. play well. I certainly didn't play well. And we, you know, we were second best all night. So a team, you know, like Grimsby, all with all due respect to them, I think yeah. they were two leagues below us. I'm not sure. But, you know, they really worked hard and made it difficult. And we weren't comfortable all night. And it, it was that, that was that was a terrible feeling. But you go back to the season before when we're actually, you know, nicking results here and there in the League Cup. And it's the best thing ever to be on a to be on a cup run. I mean, the only teams who who might find it a hindrance are your, your Man Cities and your Chelsea's, you know, and your Liverpool's who are, you know, with we've got COVID, they've got injuries. Uh, they all moan about the Christmas schedule, which I don't agree with. I, I think the Christmas schedule is fantastic. Um, but so they're the really maybe the two or three teams that you might think, yeah, do you know what? Do they really need this? But everybody else, like we say, you, you've got a chance of winning something big for it, which would be a great day out for the fans. Great for you as a player to, you know, to get a medal. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I think uh, I think that's how they should and, and are looking at it. I mean, Brad always likes to say uh, when we're talking about like Norwiches and what have you, you can't polish a turd. <laughs> and, you, know, it, you can it, roll it in glitter, though. <laughs> you can. This is true. But it's still a turd at the end of the day. I mean, he, he's got a tough, a tough job, though. We can see that. And I just wonder whether going down for Newcastle won't be the end of the world. I mean, I can remember when Leicester, when we find, we'd, we'd avoided relegation for about three or four seasons under Craig Levine and, and what I mean. We had Ian Holloway come in. We got, I mean, I, don't, I think any manager would have taken us down. I mean, he proved a couple of seasons later when he took Blackpool into the Premier League that he, he's, you know, he, he's a good manager. He doesn't think about him. But yeah. we went down. It was almost like we could clear the dead wood out. Yeah. And draw a line and start again. There is that, but I do think with you know obviously the finance that they're going to have available. I mean, my one sort of worry would be that they might sack the manager. I'd hope they wouldn't. No. Uh, but there was a thing in the uh, was it with Unai Emery that apparently he didn't like a clause saying they could get rid of him if you know if if he still got relegated, and that was one of the sort of sticking points. And they may, they may have done the same, you know, with with Eddie Howe who would have been confident of keeping them up. And again, I don't think they need that change. You know, Eddie Howe brought Bournemouth from the brink of disaster, yes. you know, to be a, an half-decent Premier League team for quite a number of years. So he's definitely the right man. I definitely think he can manage the bigger players. I don't think that's a problem to him uh, either. And I would just hate it if they did go down that some changes like that. And, you know, I agree with what you say. You can get rid of the deadwood, but then attracting those players 
you know, to bring them up and they've got to start all over again. Are you going to attract Premier League players to come play in the Championship? I, mm. I would say not. So I think it's a mm. real tough one. I think the the mindset of footballers now, and particularly with the wages that they earn, you know, it's a total different mindset. And they can choose that they don't want to drop down, actually. They want to stay, keep the Premier League status. Um, and, and that's totally different from, you know, probably 10, 15 years ago. Yes. Well, the old, as the old saying goes, you can concentrate on the league now, Newcastle. <laughs> and then we've got well the, the best game of the weekend really i mean leicester four watford one with mean, when I, I put the team up on, on facebook and twitter before the game and i looked at that team and i'm thinking who 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 <laughs> and i'm like hang on why have we got gaps on the on the bench i mean you know it's with the everton games cancelled tomorrow night Mm. None of the FA Cup games were, whether they've got different criteria or not, but there's a lot of um, youngsters on there. And my God, they 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 grabbed that chance with both hands and and, uh, and really played well. Yeah, you know, it was good to see. I mean, when I saw the team sheet, I thought, oh, he must be resting a few. Then you look down at the subs and like, oh, he's really resting them because they're not even involved. So, uh, yeah, it was a bit of a new one. I know, a few unrecognised faces, but I mean, the top three, or not top three, but Madison, Luckman and Barnes all look really lively. And it's one of those days where the youngsters can come in and, you know, they'll either on that day sink or swim. And it, it seemed like they were all swimming quite nicely. Um yeah. And I could see, you know, Watford had a few chances and they looked like they had a little period on top. But other than that, it looked pretty, pretty comfortable, especially when we got the third goal. Uh, and yeah, fantastic results. And like you say, defending champions. And we, we you know, we don't want to uh, give that up lightly. No, no. I, I just, you know, the, the, all the main players, and I, I can understand Danny Ward coming on because he, he hardly gets a game at all. Uh, I suppose that's the trouble with being, you know, uh, second you know, to, to, to a goalkeeper like Schmeichel. But I've got, a, I've got a question. I mean, all the main players that were available were on the pitch. So, mm. like you say, your Luckman, your Barnes, your, your, your Tillemans, your... Um, number uh, 27. <laughs> now, have I got the right number there? That's what I'm going to say. I think you have, um, Chris. Yeah, you have. I, I thought so. And I've written a thing for the because I do obviously like I say and check this out tomorrow. It's the um the BBC website, Leicester City page, Tuesday talking point. And I actually say uh, the future's bright, the future's blue. Because when you look at those youngsters, you know, I know we've not got a lot of money to spend in this transfer window. Maybe we don't need to. Um, but when you're taken off. He's the only senior bro that was taken off to put a youngster on until you know toward, towards the end maybe that was different. But he's I mean Perez, what what did he I mean that was his chance. You, you know, when you look at the youngsters that grabbed it with both hands and he's kind of like was he on the pitch? I didn't hear him mentioned half the time. Yeah, I think it's difficult for him. He's not having a great time. And I think it's about where does he fit into that team? Like, I always think he's a number 10. So, but, you know, Madison's obviously very strong in that position. So, his chances are few and far between unless he plays away from that. And if he does, you know, I've seen him playing, you know, on, on either side of the midfield. And he, he's not looked fantastic, if I'm honest. It doesn't seem to come uh, natural to him. On, on the recruitment side, I've said for years now, Leicester seems to have got it spot on. And it's not just what they're bringing through, but who they bring in for the right money. When you look at you, like, you know, your Fafanas, uh, mm -hmm. you know, people like, you know, kids like that who are now, you know, could probably go for big money if they were fit. 
Um, and, and like you say, the, with the youngsters coming through, you've had Harvey Barnes come through. Damari Gray didn't quite work out at Leicester, but, you know, he's proving to be, you know, a sound buy at the moment uh, at Everton. So that's where we are at a club right now. I don't think we're ever going to go in and spend massive, massive money. No. But I mean, another interesting one for me is Tielemans, who is a lot to us, but to other clubs, that's just a snip. But, you know, we've gone in at the right time, paid the right price for the player. Uh, and, you know, if he does leave, you know, we'll be trebling our, our money. And I, I sort of guess that's where we have to accept where we are right now. I was actually talking to an Arsenal fan um, last night. I, 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 I hijacked an Arsenal post-match show just to obviously offer my condolences. Um, we'll come to that later. Uh, and he, but he was saying, like, how are you getting these players? Because we're we're looking at them, but you're getting them. And I said, but, but you're not prepared to take a gamble mm. on these. You want, you know, and I'm quite happy for us to go in and play 20, 30 million and you to come along two or three years down the line and pay us 50 to 80 million. I said, it's, it's damn good business. But we take, you know, we take the gamble. You don't. But... I don't know. I, I just think. I mean, you know, I speak to Newcastle. They don't want Perez back, and I think that kind of sums it up. And when in that situation that they're in, and they don't want Perez, I just, I just was so. I've, I've tried to be nice this season to him, because it's you know. But the problem is, it's not just been a patch. It's been like almost <laughs> over a full season now. He's not performed when asked to be. Um, but obviously Rogers sees something in it, but I, I was hugely, he was the one downside for me when, you know, the youngsters showed that they were, they wanted it, they were up for it and, and say so he just didn't, but, um, but we're in the next round and we'll, we'll be coming on to that later. So that's a, a nice juicy fourth round tie for us. But um, Kidminster Harriers, they they caused the upset against Reading. Well done to them. The lowest team in the uh, competition still. And they've got a nice draw. Absolutely. Great draw for them. Great for the club. You know, it'll bring some much-needed cash into, you know, for, for the clubs like that, that's obviously what, you know, this is about. If they put the, the head above the parapet and, you know, uh, earn their little 15 minutes of fame, then, you know, fantastic for them. And like I say, with the, I think it's a home tie, isn't it? So, um, yeah. You know that that's going to be uh, a great cash boost for the club to you know to entertain a, a Premier League uh, team. There'll be you know the, the news will be all over it. So uh, great result for them that's made that happen. And and then a few games here. I'm going to go quickly over because I didn't really do very well in predicting these. <laughs> um, but Borough Wood again, well done to them um, beating Wimbledon. Um, Barnsley were taken to extra time, so bad luck to Barrio. Uh, I did have that down as a draw, but I got that one uh, at full at 90 minutes. Palace, definitely did everybody in the country a favour and dumped Millwall out. <laughs> Everybody's glad for that. Blackpool let themselves down going out to, to, to Hartlepool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I watched the I watched the Millwall Palace game, and you know, like, again, another team, Palace put a. A strong team out. They really wanted it, and, and they just had a bit too much for Millwall in the end. But uh, nice to see Palace really sort of, you know, having a crack at it. I, I, they've surprised me this season, and I thought they'd struggle um, with with Roy going and that stability, and Patrick coming in without the sort of the Premier League experience. But he's he's doing a good job there. 
Doing a great job, and I, and I think it took a few weeks for them to get going. Probably, you know, despite all his experience of a player, it's it's different coming in as a manager and, and guiding a you know a team of players. Mm. And it would have taken him, you know, at least a few weeks to take stock and see where he needed to you know do things better, make improvements. Uh, but once he steadied the ship, you know, they're a team now that if we're talking about betting, it's not it's not a team I often bet against just because. You know they can pull a result out of the hat, and uh, they, they look like a real strong team. Probably not got the depth of the clubs around them, which you you know they may be punished with later in the season. But uh, definitely the starting eleven is very good. Yeah. Oh, this next game I couldn't pick a winner. I had to go for the draw because I hate both of them, Coventry and Derby. Um, and in fairness to them, I suppose Derby bottom of the championship, Coventry midway, but. I mean, Rooney's doing fairness. Got to give credit to Rooney. He's doing a, a fair, decent job there um, in, in just sort of keeping their head above water. Um, yeah, I mean, he's you know, it seems like there's a difficult uh, situation that he's in, which is mainly off the pitch, but it'll constrain him, you know, for results on the pitch. So uh, he's battling on with it, and you know, I keep hearing things about. It's the improvements that are going to be made, buyers coming in and stuff like that. So I hope it sorts itself out soon. It can probably just crack on with the job and worry about just on the pitch and not everything else that surrounds it. I mean, I think they've actually, even when they go, well, if they go down or if they stay up, they've got a points deduction next season as well. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, you know, I mean, I joke about Derby County and, and obviously all the other you know, Midland clubs, but I don't want to see them go out of business because we know, as a club, Leicester, you know, we know how close we came. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, for that reason and that reason alone, I do hope uh, I do hope they sort themselves out. Dan is probably not watching. He's probably still got his head under the uh, under the sheets at the moment. The Burnley fan. What <laughs> I actually went. I thought Burnley would show up for this one at home against Huddersfield Town. Uh, you know Yorkshire Lancashire rivalry, and again, like you know, like I said before, Burnley at the bottom have a good cut run, take the minds off it. But apparently, Burnley aren't particularly good at cut runs. Dan was saying, and again, that's not going to help morale for them, is it? No, because you know we've, we've talked about you know Newcastle and Derby already, and like you say, for me, I w- I would think they want to progress because it'd be a you know a, a tiny ray of sunshine. For the fans and, and Burnley, no different. You know, I don't, I don't think it's a distraction for them, and it would have been nice for them to progress and, you know, have something good to talk about. But this again, as with, with the other two teams we've just mentioned, it just sort of compounds the sort of bad mood and the doom and gloom around the, you know, around the club. So uh, a tough result, especially going one up and then conceding two. You know, Huddersfield haven't been showing fantastic form at all since they dropped out of the Premier League. So uh, real sort of puzzling um, uh, results to take in, to be honest. But from what I saw of the highlights, you know, Huddersfield deserved the win. Indeed. And, I mean, the, the rumours are that Newcastle are after Chris Wood. Um, Strange one for me, that. You can't sell. I, I know, I, I like Chris Wood when he was at Leicester, to be honest with you. I think he's a he's a good, solid, you know, old-fashioned, I know he, he's not English, but old-fashioned English centre-forward. But you don't let one in something like that go to your big, you know, one of your relegation rivals, no, do you? No. It's not just that though. I mean, he's, you know, he's, a, I think, is he thirty now? Mm. You know, he's probably, you know, what, what I don't see the strategy behind, you know, buying him, they buy him, they stay up. He's probably not going to play another game for Newcastle, is he? 
you know, it just seems like a, it might be a real short-term plaster. But other than that, I don't, I wouldn't see him with Callum Wilson being fit and anyone else, you know, they might mm -hmm. want to bring in. You wouldn't see him getting much game time. So, you know, it, it would, if he did go, you've got to think that he's going to be getting a decent pay rise out of it. Well, but uh, yeah, and again, you know, if you're, if you're Burnley, injury, yeah, and if you're Burnley, mm -hmm. you don't you don't want him going to uh, to your, your relegation rivals no. and you know scoring a winner on the last day that keeps them up and puts you down. It'd be ridiculous. I could see there being a riot at Burnley if, <laughs> if that happens. Absolutely. And of course, there's rumours about Tarkovsky leaving. Um, if, you, if they don't sell him in this window, they're not going to get anything for him because he can go on a free at the end. Um, yeah. but I'm just thinking, with, you know, with Newcastle and Chris Wood, I mean, they can afford just to, you know, spend a lot of million pounds on the plaster, can't they? Yeah, they can. They, they can absolutely. But you know, for me, is uh, you know, like a, like from the players' perspective, I, I sort of see that it's Newcastle, and you know, like I say, there might be. A, an incentive financially, but I don't see it as um, as the best career move. Who was the lad who went from Southampton to Liverpool? England striker, but didn't really play that often for England. I used to oh. quite like him as a player, but he went to Liverpool, never yes. played. But it was his boyhood club. Yeah, I can't think of his name, but so, yeah, he, it was. So he's gone to Brighton now, hasn't he? I'm not sure, but he. Um, yeah, he, he was I one of those where I get it. I get it's your boyhood club, but you've you've just really basically said. I'm not going to play for the last few years of my career, which, again, as a player, I don't understand because there comes a time when you can't play at that level anymore and then, you know, you drop down and eventually you get to an age, whichever one it is, where you're not going to be a professional footballer anymore and, you know, not having the game time, I think it doesn't make any sense at all. But I suppose, I mean, remember David Speedy, he'd been bought by a couple of teams in the Championship as soon as they got promoted, they sold him. And I think when he came to Leicester, he had it written into his contract that if we got promoted, I, you, you, you know more than me, but when he got promoted, we, we couldn't sell him. We had to keep him. <laughs> because he was fed up. So I suppose you can always have something like that written you know, into your contract. Mm. Uh, I'm just trying to have a look here at um, Lanana. That was it. Oh, no, no. I was thinking of the other oh. guy who's a big striker. Um, stocky, I think, I think it began with L as well. Um, and he, I mean, Lalana play, I think Lalana was just more injuries than anything else that yeah. altered his sort of Liverpool career. And I'm, I'm, I can't believe I can't remember his name because I really liked him. I think he got an England cap or two as well. Uh, but he, he was he a very got a caps though, didn't he? Yeah, he was a very focal point striker, fair haired lad. Uh, I'll, I'll think of it soon, but yeah. uh, you know, but his game it's time, rage, you know, isn't it? This yeah. is a we're like, we're like them two old men on the Muppets. <laughs> <laughs> or just two Muppets. <laughs> well, this is, this is very true. I'll take it. I've been called worse. I'm not going to lie. Same here. <laughs> I'm just seeing here um, if I can uh, get just as past players here. Um, da, 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 da. Maybe he wasn't even there long enough. No, I don't think he was there long enough to, uh, to even register as a past. Player, um, nah. Oh well, like you say, it will it will come to us. It will come to us. Um, then after that, um, we've got a couple of games there. Um, Bristol losing out to Fulham, and Mansfield losing out to Middlesbrough, and then we came to the big one. Now, 
I know we laughed at Newcastle before, but I can't, I can't not. This is this has got to do this for for us. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, they're they're almost as tepid as the shirts. <laughs> and I know the shirts were for charity, whatever. So I'm not going to think it, but I did, I did think they'd actually forgotten the shirts and they had to get a local football team just to bring eleven shirts down. I mean, the performance was absolutely awful, wasn't it? It wouldn't. It would have, you know, felt perfectly for Forest. They would have been wanting to stay in the game as long as possible, like they did, and, and hope to nick one. It's it's sort of the the perfect tactics for an underdog in an FA Cup tie, um, yeah. you know. And, and the goal was late enough that uh, there was little time for a reaction. Uh, you know, job done. So, you know, fantastic for for them for that result. But then obviously there's a lot of controversy surrounding Arsenal with the substitution he made first half, and then obviously the results afterwards and. You know, to compound it all, the uh, the performance was pretty dire. Yeah, oh, pretty brilliant. I mean, Terry says here, uh, and I apologise, Terry, you, you commented this earlier, but I thought we'd wait till. Well, he did say wait till the game comes up, but he, he has said here when you get to Forest versus Arsenal, I have a theory as Arsenal knew that they would have less than the next round. <laughs> better surrender now, lads. We're off. <laughs> um, <laughs> stranger things have happened. I mean. I, I was, I, know, I did. In all, in all fairness, I mean, I had Arsenal down to win this. Uh, again, shows what I know. But if Arsenal want to be taken seriously, and I know, you know, they're sat up there in, in the top six, whatever it is at the moment, and you know, it seemed to be to be working. But they can't be losing games like this, can they? No, it, it's again disastrous start to the season. Then they really seem to have found mm. some form said it before, so glad that they've stuck with Arteta and I hope they do for some time to come. But, every, you know, every week they're always, there's a bit of a niggle about something they've done. And again, this week, you know, obviously, like I said, the result, the, the early substitution, uh, the performance, uh, you know, and it, there's always something hanging around them that's got a bit of negativity to it. Uh, and it's very difficult for them to shake that off. I mean, I think you'd have to go like five or six unbeaten in the league to, <laughs> to have any ray of sunshine, uh, you know, around the, around the Emirates. So it, it just seems uh, a bit funny there at the moment. And there seems to be a real spotlight on them. And I guess in a way it kind of helps them out because I know they're still in the Caribou Cup, but they haven't got any European football to worry about. Sorry, Arsenal fans, but you haven't. You've not now got the FA Cup to worry about. And like when Leicester won the league, we didn't have any of that either. We only had the league to worry about. So it might actually work in their favour in getting them back in the top four again. Yeah, it could do it. I mean... You know, they'll obviously, depending on who they were lined up to play on that next FA Cup weekend, they probably will have a, you know, a break then and, you know, more time, you know, for the manager to work on things. You know, let's see what they do in the transfer window as well. I've not really heard much around Arsenal of a couple of midfield players, foreign, you know, from mm -hmm. abroad, but nothing uh, really with any certainty. So, um, interesting time for him. But uh, I do think he's a good young manager. Pep Guardiola always speaks so highly of him. And he has had a really good good period. And like I say, it's a shame the wheels came off uh, in, in this particular fixture. But uh, I do think they will turn it around. Yeah. Well, you know, 
bad luck Arsenal. That's all I can say. I'm not laughing really. You know, um, it's a it's a nervous laugh, shall I say that, in, in embarrassment for you. But anyway, Wolves managed to uh, do what was needed to be done against Sheffield United. West Ham, I mean, they're just firing on all fronts. They they yeah. sort of demolished Leeds United, didn't they? Yeah, they did. I mean, uh, we've always said about Leeds, so unpredictable. You never know, you know, what you're going to get. We know how how they play, which is a bit um, unauthentic, I suppose, if that's the right yeah. word, as opposed to, you know, other teams. And um, on the day, they can be absolutely devastating. And, and But then, like you say, they come up against, against a good West Ham team who are playing, you know, well at the minute. Another team that I think... I mentioned like, you know, your palaces and what have you have got a really good 11 for me and maybe one or two more, but not much outside of that. But when they've got everybody fit and playing, then uh, they're, they're a match for anybody, as they've shown in the league this season. They are struggling in the league, though. I mean, can you see the manager going? What, West Ham? Oh, sorry, I was thinking... No, no, no. Oh, no, I mean, like, yeah, no, I was just, you know, coming up against West Ham. With Leeds, it's, it is a funny one. You know, he doesn't mm. seem to do anything different. Nothing changes. And, and the league form has been awful. And they're really floating out above there. And if, you know, if Newcastle do do something special and, and, and come out rise like a phoenix from that bottom three, you know, it's yeah. going to really start affecting those teams just to probably think there's a bit of safety where they are at the moment, but but not yeah. too much. But it, it can all turn around in, you know, a month's worth of games. So, uh, yeah, it's, just, it's a funny one. I'm not sure what they think of it. He, he just seems to quietly get on with his job. You, you don't really see a lot of rumours in the press about the managerial position there. So, they, they just seem to keep a, keep a lid on that. West Ham, though, you're totally right. And and I'm pleased for them. Um, obviously, I'd like it to be Leicester again that are up there. But I'd just like to see another unrecognised big six club, if you like, for want of calling them anything else. And, you know, knocking on the door and causing the upsets. And, and West Ham, oh, he's, he's got them. <laughs> like you say, just... I mean, I'm to say that the fans didn't, you know, particularly want him back. I think I don't think you'll find a West Ham fan now that's unhappy with David Moyes. Oh no, no. I mean, I think, like I say, he's got the eleven, he's got, and a couple outside it. He's found a system that works well for the particular players, and you know that sometimes a manager can sometimes prefer a formation and try and squeeze players into it. And he, I think it looks like he's gone, well, you know, these are what I've got at my disposal. This is what I think is going to work best. They've worked on it and, and it doesn't. They play some great football. They've got some big players. You know, Antonio has just signed a contract, say, extension, I think, who is a handful for anyone, you know, physically. And he's got a load of ability as well. So, you know, they seem to be scoring goals. And, you know, they mm. have took a couple of scalps this season. So you, you wouldn't really fancy playing them in league or cup. Well, they, they did us, didn't they, at the start? Yeah. But Two words to you, Julian. Ricky Lambert. Yes, I, I, I was going to say Paul Lambert, but I, I'd got the Lambert. I was going to mention it to you, but yeah, it is. It's uh, and I, I really liked him as a player. I thought he was a very good, very clever, uh, you know, number typical number nine, old fashioned, held the ball up well, yeah. and, and and it was the fact that I think Liverpool were his um, his Boy, boyhood yeah. club or yeah. who he supported yeah. and. I suppose it's difficult when when they come in for you, but he, he was he had some great form, you know, at Southampton, and then really, I, I, it'd be interesting. I can't remember how many sort of starts he had for Liverpool, but I, I can't remember it being many. But when he moved, and he was thirty-two, 
Yeah. And according to the, <laughs> this isn't my football knowledge. This isn't. This is uh -huh. my mate, Mr. Google, helping me out here. He lasted just one season and scored three times in thirty-six games. Bless him. Yeah. <laughs> but, and then uh, that, that's the point, Chris. With Chris Wood, you know, is that going to be? Mm -hmm. That made me remind me of that scenario. Is that what Chris Wood going to Newcastle would play out like? And I, I think it probably would. You know, yeah. age and, and yeah. everything else, and you know the ability that they're going to have to bring in some, you know, some big name players. So it would, be, like I say, it'd be a strange one all around for me. That it would. And uh, the only thing I can think with Chris Wood is, like you say, if he does get a, um, if they do go down, he'll be very good in the championship. Yeah, anyway. yeah, absolutely. But, yeah, uh, he will. I'm sure not just sign a one year contract. He'll sign it. No. He'll demand a two, you know, two or three and and sit his money out. Um, Last couple on this page, Tottenham beat Morecambe, pretty much what we expected, I think. Um, I see Deli Alley, though, is is, is uh, being maybe allowed to leave if an offer comes in for him. He's uh, he's clearing out the deadwood already, Conte, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, he seems, I mean, he's that type of manager. I think he makes his mind up, you know, very quickly. He's very decisive. Um, yeah. There's one or two there. I think, is it Bergwijn, who looks like? Might be on his way to, and, and I've seen like a few names linked, you know, coming in, and you can, you can see that you know the likes of Ali aren't going to get much game time if they do stay. So probably in the best interest to uh, to be on the lookout in the next few weeks. Good purchase for Leicester, Ali. Do you think? He said, "Do you know what? I think it'd be it'd be another bit of a, a Perez one. Where would he come in? Where would he fit? You yeah. know, would he show the same form that we've seen?" Um, it, it's you know like Jesse Lingard, who who could mm -hmm. say that he would go to West Ham and show the form he did because I, I certainly didn't, you know. And I know, uh, you know, Moyes had uh, been a long time fan of his and what have you, but um, he went there and he, it was like he was a different player. Uh, mm -hmm. And then he's gone back to Man United now and struggling for game time. And I think Dele Ali comes into that if he gets the right club, the right manager, the right format, you know, everything falls right. Is you know his ability is undoubted. So. It could work well for him, and I'm not saying he wouldn't be a success at Leicester, but I don't think it'd be a given if I'm honest. Yes, yeah. Um, still, yeah, they're, they're again at home, beat Leighton Orient 2 0. Uh, last few games now that we're just getting to, um, Stoke uh, or Cove Dumper that are on twice. Liverpool 4, Shrewsbury Town 1. I think again, that's one that everybody would have predicted, I think. Yeah, I mean, it, it was nice that Shrewsby scored first. I mean, yeah. it must have been a great. I mean, you could, I saw the celebrations for the goal. I mean, it must have been absolutely fantastic to, uh, you know, for yeah. the, the lad who's going to nick to nick to the uh, first goal at Anfield in a big cup tie like that. So uh, again, you, you couldn't see that Shrewsbury Town, you know, supporters would be upset at that result. It's a, you know they're playing one of the best teams in Europe. They've gone there though. They've took the lead. They've scored a goal. You know, I'm sure it's smiles on faces, you know, for all those fans. Yeah. And uh, yeah. like you say, a very, very predictable result. But uh, hopefully they all had a great day. And, and you know, the guy's going to live out on that for the rest of his life. Oh, absolutely. Isn't he? Absolutely. And why not? Like, the, like the guy that, uh, that, that scored against Chelsea. Um, Norwich actually managed a win. <laughs> they managed a 1-0 win. Um whether that's good for them, and like I say, whether they wanted to get out so they could concentrate on the league, who knows? And Cardiff beat Preston, which I, did, I thought would go the other way. Luton, they're, they're a good little team. Um, I think they're struggling a little bit in the league, but I do like Luton Town. 
Yeah, well, it's one of my own club, old clubs. Uh, I've got a, a little affinity with them. It was a you know good good period for me, my first, well, particularly my first year there. So I do always look out for the results. Uh, I know they're finding it tough in the league at the minute. And again, you know, going back to Norwich and at Luton, these are these for me. I think for Norwich, it's a nice little bit of respite, and certainly for Luton, you know, to get a, a good result like that, get the name in the in the hat for the next round. You know, like I say, yeah. smiles on faces great for the club and um, I'm not sure who they've got in the drill. We'll look at that next, but uh, it'd be interesting to see how they go next. Yeah. Um, Man United are still winning. I thought it had gone 1-1, but Villa have actually, they're the 1-0 down to Man United and Villa have had two goals disallowed. Yeah, sorry. I've just got my phone in it. It's, I saw it yeah. flick to 1-1 and obviously uh, VAR must have uh, read its ugly head and... and, and um, but, I mean, if they've got two disallowed, they're doing something right. I think a good start under mm. Steven Gerrard. And, um, you know, this is a, obviously it's a difficult game for them. I mean, it's difficult for, for, for Man United as well. There's a lot of yeah. unrest yeah. seemingly and a strange one to bring an interim manager in unless they know that they're going to get someone like Potticino at the end of the season to, to bring a guy in and say then he's going to be a consultant after that. It, it's all a, a little bit weird how they've sort of shoehorned it into managing one of the biggest clubs in the world. It's uh, it baffles me, if I'm I honest. Know. It is, and I think we I think we touched on this before. You know, man, managers should be walking barefoot over broken glass to manage yeah. that club, and that's with respect to Man United because they are such a big club. Yeah, and I think that to do what they're having to do maybe shows how far down the the glazes have dragged them. To be honest with you. Yeah, uh, and, and they're not particularly playing well. They don't seem to be able to find right players in right positions, you know. Uh, so Sancho's come over. It'd be a totally different game in this league than it was, you know, in the Bundesliga. I bet he had a chance to run at players and get in behind them. You know, this we play a lot differently over here. And we're finding he's getting the ball high up the pitch and he's literally just turning and playing it backwards. So you're not really seeing the best of him. Uh, and he, and he, there's no doubt he's a fantastic player. Uh, but it, it's just not really working for him, you know, right now. And Rashford, you know, he's, he seems to be doing as much off the pitch as on the pitch. And his form, for me, he's dipped a bit. Greenwood's a bit of a bright spark at the moment. Um, and other than that, I mean, Varane, I know he's had some injuries, but God, he's, he's made a couple of errors that have cost goals and you don't expect someone, you know, of that calibre to do that. So, yeah. it, and then there's we can go back to something we've talked many a times, and it's the Van der Beek saga. And which, whichever yeah. manager seems to be there, he's obviously he's not, he's not as good as I think he is because he just can't get any minutes at all. And it just it, it, seems yeah. really, really odd. It is. And it's all over at, at Old Trafford United are through uh, against Aston Villa 1 0. Um, I mean, it's a bit like Damari Gray. You know, you think that these players have got talent, but at Man United, Oli, for whatever reason, didn't take to him. Um, Ralph, he's he's not playing him. So it's not just one manager that's gone. And then mm. you've got to start to think, is it the player's attitude? And it was the same with Damari Gray. There's mm. about four Leicester managers that looked at him and went, no, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that is, I think there's something something going on there. But uh, but that was all the games that there's a lot of them <laughs> that, uh, that that we we saw at the weekend um, third round of the FA Cup. It's always it's always a good start to the new 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 year, isn't it? It's easy, I think. You know, starting my career at Rotherham, which was like obviously we were in the like Division One and, and then Division Two, we got relegated and. 
you know, th these were the days that you look forward to. You knew you weren't going to go that far in the cup, if, if anywhere at all. But, it, you know, it was always a big day for the fans, you know, whether it was home and away, it was either a day out or... And you always wanted to get the right, right results. And it, you know, it was something to look forward to. I've been at other clubs where we've played against, you know, Luton played Fulham away, came back from two down to drill to all, which was a great result for us at the time. You know, the fans love that, brought them back, unfortunately, didn't get the right results. So there's always stories every year. And obviously with the upsets that we've seen this weekend, they're absolutely fantastic. You know, some players have just lived the dream this weekend. And uh, they, like you say, they'll be dining out on it for, for a long, long time to come. And, uh, you know, they need to enjoy it as long as they la as it lasts and, you know, they're still in the hat. I think it has taken a bit of a hit over the last few years with the Champions League and the Premier League sort of taking preference. But, I mean, you know, it means so much more than the League Cup. And, you know, we, we you know, Leicester won the League Cup a few years. And to my mind, a cup is a cup, a trophy is a trophy. But I think the FA Cup's making a little bit of a comeback. But it is, it is, I say, that, that shock up. And I think the fact that it, there wasn't replays, I loved you know, because, mm. you know, these smaller teams, you know, they're, they're winning 1 0, and then the big team bring on all the big guns with five minutes to go. They get it back to 1 1, take it back to their place and stuff them. And yes, they get the big payday, but, you know, with this as it was at the weekend, with no, no, you know, extra time and penalties and there was no, no replay, I just think it's, it's so much better for the, the smaller clubs. Yeah, I mean, it is that thing. I mean, I remember years ago when I was a young lad, I think it was Arsenal and Sheffield Wednesday. I think they drew about four or five games. And, yeah. it, you know, it yeah. became a bit ridiculous. And, you know, there's a, there's a common thing with the managers, especially at the top clubs, um, that, um, you, you know, they, they're always talking about the fixtures being at the wrong times. And, you know, for me personally, I always love the Christmas period. You want those games coming thick and fast. And, mm. you know, there, there's a lot of criticism of that. So I think this was just the way of you know, relieving that pressure a little bit. And I, I think it's I think it's absolutely ideal that, you know, you're going somewhere on a day, you've been drawn by a locoma away, you go in there and, you know, there's going to be a result at the end of it. And I, I think it's absolutely the right thing to do. It's made it quite exciting. And like, you know, like you say, I do think, I think both the Cups are making a bit of a comeback, to be honest with you. But yeah, particularly the FA Cup, because they've got big, you know, like you say, the, the Champions League is uh, an absolute monster of a, of a competition. And it sort of seems to, take over and and that was the thing where going back to sort of Fergie's time and Wenger's time where because they had things like the Champions League and the league this is where the FA Cup for me really suffered in that era of that is when they were resting so many players and it just yeah. you know it, it became absolutely ridiculous but now and it's got a lot better was it one season Man United either missed the round or just didn't take part at all? They, they were in the World Club uh, yeah. final, and for me yeah. personally, I think they could have they could have put a team out, and it might have been kids, but they could have yeah. put a team out, and they ended up not putting a team out at all. And I, I thought for a club of that size, that's quite poor. They could have easily, you know, whatever squad if they took a twenty-five man squad to the World, you know, Club final, yeah. they would have still had enough players uh, there where they could have they could have. Uh, you know, done something about it and they didn't. I thought that was poor at the time, if I'm honest. Rennie says there, imagine if we won the FA Cup again. Well, I, I think we're going to have a more, it's just typical Leicester this season, we're going to have a more difficult draw as it goes on. And if we get there, I think we will have earned it. We're going to take a very, very quick look at 
the fourth round um, straight after this. This is what I'd really love you to do. Watch us on YouTube. Listen on your favourite podcast platform or ask your smart speaker to play the podcast Lester Till I Die. Subscribe, like, follow and join in now. Uh, give us a subscribe. It does help the channel and shows you support. So we're looking at the FA Cup fourth round. And to be honest, there's no real big clashes there. Um, I think most of the Premier League uh, guys got um, non-Premier League opposition. Uh, Palace um, host Hartlepool, Bournemouth, Boreham Wood. They, they, they should go through. Huddersfield, Barnsley, Peterborough, QPR, Cambridge, Luton. Southampton got a home match against Coventry. Come on, you Saints. Uh, Chelsea, Plymouth, you've got to think that they'll go through. I think Everton, Brentford um, could be interesting. That, that, uh, I don't know there'll be replays next year, but that, that could be uh, um, go either way. Yeah, it's a, a difficult one, that, for Everton. You know, I, I've been a, a bit surprised by Brentford this term after the first few games, but really sort of pleasantly surprised, if you like, because... They seem to have a very good manager. Again, they, he's come up with a system that suits his players. You know, they've done ever so well. They've nicked results here and there. Uh, and I think it's been a great, you know, start to the journey in the Premier League. I sincerely hope they stay up and they're here next season. They've been an absolute uh, breath of fresh air. Yeah. Uh, but it, And it'll be difficult for Everton because, like we've already talked about, you know, they're having a, a bit of a bad time and it's in front of their home fans. So there's going to be a bit of pressure on them. So, very interesting tie that and just going a few up as I've just mentioned uh you know Luton will have a chance away at Cambridge to progress a bit further and yeah. it'd be for them fantastic if they could get over that hurdle and get into the fifth round and I don't mind Bournemouth doing well because they're just down the road from me so if they if they pick if they get a plum tie they get a Bournemouth and get a plum home tie I could maybe pop along and watch that one um Renny thinks we should get to the semis or the final uh Niall good evening mate how are you nice of you to to pop along um on to the 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 the, the, the second half of the draw uh Kiddyminster, well deserved, and they've got a, a a plum tie again against West Ham. But you would think West Ham should do it, but again, it's the um, the, the 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 joy of the cup, isn't it? It is. You know, I mean, not sure. What, it was always the thing with non-league clubs, especially as you know the the Premier Leagues and all the leagues have improved their pitches, and it was always going to the non-league club, and the pitch was was always an issue. So, mm-hmm. um, but not in this case. But um, no, you'd think that West Ham again, Moyes. I think he'll put a strong team together. Uh, you know, they'll they'll want to. They're a team that, as we've said, that there are several that you can still see in the tie that will think. You know, if everything goes for us, we've got a chance of winning the FA Cup this year. Yeah. As we allude to, you know, obviously Leicester doing it last year. So it's very achievable for a lot of teams in this round who aren't in the, you know, the like top three or four. So yeah. you would expect them to breeze past, but hopefully Kidderminster, you know, make a good day of it. Yeah. For the Manchester United, I was on before we came live here. I was just watching a Manchester United stream. And to the Manchester United fan who said they haven't got Middlesbrough in the next round, if they win, they've got Nottingham Forest. And I had to correct them. And I'm thinking, like, surely you know who you've got in the next round, you know. And I'm like, yeah, she was accusing somebody of being wrong. Well, look, you were wrong. <laughs> you were you were as thick as two short planks. Um, you have. You've, okay, you beat well, Billet. Well done. Well done on that one. And they've got a home tie against Middlesbrough. Uh, 
United could struggle there, to be honest with you. Yeah, you know, the, the form isn't great. And, uh, you know, like I say, they've got past Villa tonight, who are, who are very good. So that is a fantastic result for them. Uh, but I think, you know, with Man United, you're not really sure what you're going to get with them from one week to the next. And you can see them playing well and then we see them struggling. And, you know, it's, it's who turns up on the day and, uh, yeah. and how well they play. So Middlesbrough have got nothing to lose. You know, and again, they'll just be making it very difficult and very frustrating for Man United. They'll want to get the home fans on on the team's back, you know, if, they, if they're not performing well and they're holding them off. So uh, it's an interesting one. Uh, you'd, you'd fancy Man United, really, but uh, it's definitely not uh, under the foregone conclusion category. No. Um, the second, just the three all Premier ties, Tottenham take on Brighton. Again, could go either way. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a tough one for both. Brighton had a great start to the season. Tottenham didn't. You know, obviously Tottenham's form has turned under, you know, after Conte comes in. Uh, and I think, I did say at the beginning of the season, I think Brighton will level off and find the real position in the league. And it certainly wasn't, you know, uh, I don't think anyway, top eight or anything like that. So I think the... They're very difficult to be. They seem to have a lot of tight games and, you know, hoping to, to nick something. But I would think Tottenham might have a bit too much from having said that. I was so disappointed in Tottenham last week against Chelsea. Uh, I think that was absolute one-way traffic. I thought it was awful. So, you know, that's something that uh, that they need to address. But I'm sure they're doing that as we speak. Yeah. Um, just say hi to Anthony Herbert. Uh, yeah, we're Man United won one nil. Uh, are you supporting Man United now, Anthony? Now that Arsenal have knocked out, <laughs> <laughs> I, I refer you back to Terry's comment. If you go and have a look at Terry's comment right at the start of the chat about uh, why he thinks you lost against Forest, I'll just let you read that on your own, uh, Anthony. But it's nice to see you, young man. Nice to see you. Um, Liverpool, Cardiff, you're going to have to think that, you know, that, that should be Liverpool, shouldn't it, really? Especially as it's a town yeah. field. Yeah, um, yeah. Stoke, Wigan. Um, again, that's, that could go either way. It's a toss um, of a coin match, that one. Definitely yeah. not on the coupon, I know that. <laughs> and then, the, for loads of Leicester fans, the game... We've kind of been waiting for it for so long, haven't we? I think the last game was when Lockhart scored in the like the last minute or something, and we got into the playoffs. Um, yeah, and it's, if that's Nottingham, it's going to be a great away day. It's yeah. going to be on the telly, surely that one. Um, I, I remember we played there in the league uh, in the nineties. It was nil nil. The atmosphere was unbelievable. You know the. The pure mm. hatred for each other was more, more than apparent. <laughs> I think uh, Walsh unleashed a rocket from about 30 yards that came straight back at him off the post. So uh, it was a very, very tight game. Uh, I'd like mm. to see it as spicy in the right way now. And, you know, it would make uh, a very interesting cup tie. Uh, I would mm. like to think we've got a bit too much for them as well with the, when we get all the players sort of back in who are, who are missing at the moment. So, But it will be a good tie. Fulham go to Man City, and the only thing I suppose in Fulham's favour is it's this is the start of February, and teams like Manchester City, uh, they're all going to be thinking about the Champions League because that's mm. going to be starting the week or two after. So that might be in the back of their mind, especially in you know the um, the, the sort of team that they might put out. But again, you think even if Man City put a second string out, you think they should beat Fulham. 
Yeah, uh, one of one of the things I like about uh, Pep is that the way he introduces players, and you know, he brought in Gundalan. You didn't see him for quite a few months, and all of a sudden last year, you know, he's like the player of the season. Foden has done the same, and there's the lad who uh, scored the other night, Cole Palmer, and I think you might see a bit more of him uh, this season because he looks like a real talent, and he just introduces them grad- gradually. And you're thinking a game like this. He'll have a very uh, big up Anthony. Cheers, mate. But you think he'll have a, a strong team out, but there'll be one or two that are just slotted in there and quite a few on the bench that he can sort of bring on and, uh, you know, rest his uh, bigger yeah. players, if you like. So I do think they've got a fantastic squad. And uh, again, their youth coming through just seems to be, uh, uh, you know, just about ready for the first team as it is. And I've got to be honest with you here. My, my outside surprise to maybe maybe get to the final walls. Um you know, they entertain Norwich. You'd, you know, if you're a Wolves fan, you'd be looking at it thinking, yep, that's us into the fifth round. Yeah, you wouldn't. You know, they're a strong team. Again, they've uh, they've recruited the manager uh, really well, who's um, who, who's come in, done a good job. Uh, they're, they're looking to recruit. I think if they sell Traore, it looks like they might get the funds to bring some in. And I think they're prepared for that at the moment. It looks like something, you know, may happen. And if they do, it'll have a bit of money to spend. It'd be interesting to see... Uh, you know, who they've been looking at. And on the other side of it, it's another one of those games talking about teams who think they might have a chance, you know, two Premier teams there. So one Premier League team's going out in that tie. Yeah, uh, There's a few yeah. like that. And it just thins down, you know, the quality in the in the competition and then and enhances everyone's chances. So, uh, you know, one way or the other, uh, that'll be interesting for the other teams around. We would have just liked to Liverpool to have met a Man City. And, uh, <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> yes. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so definitely. Uh, Rennie says, is James Justin is returning soon? Played 45 minutes at the weekend in the under 23. So and I think Scott's just gone in and answered it. Uh, hello to Nippon. How are you? You must be happy after your 5-1 win. Um, and Gerard, uh, Stu, Stu Mack here. Gerard as a manager has now lost to, lost to my of St Mirren. Hibbs, Aberdeen, St. Johnson and now a kick and chase United in domestic cups. Mickey Mouse manager only had Lennon to beat in the SPL. <laughs> Can't say I particularly argue with that. <laughs> kind of <laughs> it on the head. Um, but as I say, concentrate, the big game for me is the Leicester Nottingham Forest. And I suppose I, I'm, I'm feeling confident because, you know, even if we've got, you know, we hopefully might have some players back from AFCON depending, you know, if they've got to isolate or anything when they come back and whether they, they go out early or anything. But, and even if we you know we play that squad that we had yesterday, I'd be pretty, I mean, and in fairness to Forrest, I watched that game and I had to think, hang on, Arsenal, Forrest, and sorry about this, Anthony, but Arsenal, Forrest, who's the Premier League team? <laughs> but I do feel confident against them. Yeah, I do. I, mean, I think it would be be it'd be a tense affair, but um, yeah, you know, I think we have to. The, the the squad we've got, you know, we we had a very mixed start to the season. It, it seems to be slightly improving all the time, not as quick quickly as we'd all like. But uh, like you say, we, we've definitely got the squad. Great performance at the weekend with with several key players missing. You know, and you'd like to think if we can do that against a, a struggling Premier League team, then, you know, we should be able to go uh, away to a championship team and uh, make a very good account of ourselves. So there's no reason not to think we we, we are going to win it, but there's uh, there's just uh, that, that 11 Nottingham Forest players in the way. Yeah, exactly. And Nippon says there, it's a derby match. 
it form does go out the window, you know. Um, thanks so much, Julian, for coming on as always. Pleasure. And, and do thank your wife for me as well. <laughs> <laughs> I totally understand. Uh, tomorrow night, we've got this, uh, another quiz. But if you do like your quizzes, if you go on to Lester Till I Die TV, there is um, a quiz between two ex Leicester City players, one of which isn't a million miles away from me at the moment. <laughs> Hello, Julian. And um, we, we, we found an expert on ladies' football. <laughs> now, whether that's because he actually watches ladies' football for the sporting reasons, I will, leave that, I will leave that to you to work out. But that... <laughs> That is still up there and is still watchable. And uh, if you if you want it, it was a good laugh, wasn't it? It was a great laugh. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Well, this quiz tomorrow, it's a Leicester fan versus Leicester fan. Um, it's a, it's winner stays on, if you like. So the winner stays on for the next round. Uh, 50 questions. So there's a lot, to, well, up to 50 questions, depending how do how you go tomorrow night at eight o'clock. But nowhere is it as good. As the Julian Watts versus Steve Lynott's quiz. <laughs> no way at all. But um, no, thank you so much. Happy New Year to you. Thanks, and good, um, thanks for coming on, as always, and giving us your expert view. And we'll see you in a month's time. No worries. Thanks, Chris. Thanks a lot now. Take care. Cheers. Bye bye. Bye bye. Thanks to um, Julian there for coming on. Um, Terry there. And finally, not only was the Forest first to ask me again, good viewing. I then watched for 90 minutes AFTV and the Arsenal fans slagging off their dream team. Priceless Sunday night viewing. I'm going to be honest with you, Terry. I actually went on Stephen Fleetley's, uh, Fleetley's um, channel, Fleetley TV, big Arsenal fan, as you know. And uh, I was on there just only on there for 10 minutes. But <laughs> it was him and a Spurs fan and me. I was the only one smiling. <laughs> I know Spurs won, but they're just, you know, you got two very unhappy fans there um rene says uh, we should thrash nottingham forest i uh, wouldn't go that far because they are doing i think they're sort of in the playoffs aren't they or just outside the playoffs one of the two but very up close up to the top of the um championship so they've got a good manager there in steve cooper they've got a settled manager they have gone through the manager so it isn't going to be i don't think as a foregone conclusion as we might think it was um I think Brendan Scott says and needs to play our, our, our similar squad that beat Watford. I said earlier, um, and and I think I think I think I've got the number right here, Scott and Terry and everybody else and Rene. Um, those youngsters that came on when I looked at that team sheet and I said this at the start, probably went like who, who? Hang on, we've got two goalkeepers on the bench. Um, we haven't got, we haven't filled the bench. I mean, we two goalkeepers, we didn't fill the bench up, and still no place for Benkovic. He's on his way out. I'm sorry if that if if he doesn't trust him, you know, when you when you play in under 23s in that squad, a 16 year old on the pitch instead of Benkovic. I'm sorry, Benkovic, get your roadmap out and find out where you're going because you are off somewhere but the other thing that got me was that those young lads and um, i think we ended up with six academy players on the pitch when the final whistle went 
Not one of them let themselves down. They all played their hearts out. And you looked at one and you couldn't say any of them had a particularly bad game. It's silly mistakes here and there, Mike, you know, let's face it, you know, it's the first time. I think, was it Alves that played when the biggest match was in front of 500 people? And then he was playing this. Um, Deontay Campbell had a bit of a red mist, but, you know, none of them let themselves down. And maybe a certain number 27 needs to look at that and go, because I'll tell you something, he was non-existent. And when you are being outplayed and outclassed by most of your under-23 squad, you need to take a long, hard look at yourself, number 27. I really hope I've got the right player here. Um, if I haven't, I'm going <laughs> to be a fool. Um, Scott, is he, is he 27? Am I thinking of the right player here? You've said here, if it was me, I'd rip his contract up. I just, Brendan sees something in him. And maybe, you know, his ideal role is that number 10 role which Madison fills. Uh, and, you know, we know, he, you know, he, he's, we've tried him on the wing. He doesn't, he doesn't want, you know, play very well out there either. But this was his chance. You know, he's, 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 even at number 10, you're, you're a striker to some degree. And you've got, Biggest strike we've got, Jamie Vardy, injured, eight weeks. In actual, out for a month, probably at the AFCOM. You'd think, you'd think Nigeria would do well in that. Daka injured, don't know when he's back. God, I'd be out there thinking, this is my chance. I'm going to get, I'm going to get a few goals today. Come in, number 27, your time is up. Come in, please. Please come in. And then we can put you in a taxi and send you off. It is the end of the road for you. I can't I can't say any more. And I know I've, I've tried to be nice to him, but he doesn't deserve it. Anyway, enough about that. We won. And I say the youngsters did us proud. Every last one of them. We're going to be back tomorrow at 8 o'clock. You're going to see Josh. Um, take on Brad, two old uh, two presenters there, and it is a case of winner stays on. It is a Leicester versus Leicester quiz, but uh, by all means, pop on and watch. In uh, even if you're not a Leicester fan and join in, if you just like quizzes, it's a bit of fun. Um, five questions in a section, and you just get you ask the five, and you get five points if you get them all right. But if you get the first two right, and then you get the next one wrong, you only get the two points, and then it goes over to the opposition, and at the end. Whoever's won, as I say, winner stays on and is going to take on Craig in the next round. So, Scott, get your thinking boots on. Could be coming up to your turn next. <laughs> Bye, Rene. Thanks very much. Thanks a lot, guys. Thanks to Rene, Scott. Um, uh, who else have we had in the chat here? Terry. Thanks, Terry, for popping in. Nippon. Thanks a lot for popping on, mate. Um, Anthony, of course, uh, for popping on. Thank you very much. Stu Muck, thank you so very much for popping on. Uh, the trolls, we won't, we won't, we won't, um, we won't thank the trolls. <laughs> Thanks, uh, if you've been listening to this on catch up, <coughs> excuse me, my voice is going. Uh, thank you for listening on your favorite podcast station, Google, Spotify, Podcast Addict, Apple, iTunes, and we'll say all Uncle Tom Copley and all basically. I will see you tomorrow night at seven. Thanks for joining in. Take care, stay safe, guys.
Thanks for watching Lester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye and see you next time. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping. And you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? A participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.